Amen. Amen. Richly, uh, thoroughly enjoyed what has gone before. I mean that. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I try very hardly not to give a compliment when it's not true. You know, if, if, if Brother Tim wasn't blessed to preach and I told you that he was blessed to preach, you'd be like, you're a liar. But uh, we all know that the Lord blessed Brother Tim to preach, and, and uh, I thank God for that. I, oh, man, I felt the power of God there, and it was beautiful. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd like to go to Ephesians chapter 3 this morning. Start off in the 13th verse. <clears throat> Paul's writing here. He says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's telling them he is bowing his knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He He's saying, I'm about to tell you about a prayer that I have. And it's a great prayer. And he says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, this is his prayer to God for the Ephesians church that he's uh, writing to. And I'm going to tell you, this should be uh, the pastor's prayers for the churches that we pastor. And this should be the church's prayer for the church itself. He says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be, strength, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. I want to tell you, do we pray for our congregations that all of us be strengthened by the power of God? Lord, that, that, that the Lord would make us stronger to be able to fight uh, 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 against this flesh? and the wiles of the devil, and to be able to flee the things of this world, uh, to pursue after the things of God, we need to be praying for one another. And then he goes on and says this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. I'm going to tell you, I love the way Brother Mike ended his sermon last night talking about how love is what keeps us around even whenever we don't understand election and predestination. I see Brother Jerry right over there and Sister Janine. One of the things, uh, uh, Brother Jerry baptized me. And, and, and I was bragging on Brother Jerry this week to, to Brother Chris about, about how much love uh, him and Sister Janine exuded upon me. And, and he, he bought me my very first suit. I didn't know you had to have a suit to preach, you know. And, and, and I'm a big old boy. I can't just go to J.C. Penney to get a suit. He drove me to West Monroe. And he never said, Brother Danny, you need to get a suit. You know what he did? He said, Brother Danny, let me take you somewhere. Isn't that sweet? And I want to tell you, I'd, I'd come to church and, and, and uh, I would hear about election and predestination and free grace. And I'd say, that's not fair. And I'd argue with my mama from the church house to McDonald's, you know, about, about how that not being fair. Because we ate twice a month at church. And, and, uh, and you, but y'all know what kept me coming? It was the love of God that I seen in the saints' hearts. I, I, I said, I don't know if this predestination stuff is true, but I know these are God's people. And Paul says, I want you to be rooted and grounded in love. Not just grounded, but rooted. I, 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 I mean, I want your toes to go in the ground. I want you to be unmovable in love. Then it says this. 
and that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Man, this is a big old prayer, isn't it? I mean, he's saying, I want you to be rooted and grounded in love. I'm praying that you would be strengthened by Christ in your inner man. And I want you to understand it all. I pray that God would just bless you to just get it. And I'm going to tell you, if Brother Jerry would have told me, I'm praying this for you, I'd be like, come on, Brother Jerry. <laughs> That's a big old prayer. And he says, and to know the love of Christ. Oh, man, I want you to know the love of Christ. I want you to know about that everlasting love. I want you to know about that unseparatable love. That not life. Y'all realize what Paul says when he says, neither life. He means the things that you do in this life can't separate you from the love of God. He says, neither death. Y'all know what that means? When you die, you're not separated from the love of God. And the way you die does not separate you. You get that? Y'all yes. know what I mean by that? Do I got to elaborate on that a little more? There's some people say, if you're in a certain way, whenever you die, you're not going to reach heaven. You know what Paul says? I am persuaded, which means I am completely convinced that the way you die, where you at, when you die, death can't separate you from my God. Amen. Praise Jesus. I want you to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, what's your response going to be if I say, Brother Mike, I'm praying that you would be strengthened in the inner man. You're like, thank you, Brother Danny. I need to be strengthened, right? I know you do, Brother. That's why I'm praying. But <laughs> I'm praying that, that, that you would know the length, the breadth, the height. The, I'm praying that you would know all about God. I'm praying that you'd be rooted in love. And I'll be like, man, you don't know me. I, I, got, some, I got some envy. I got some bitterness. And then, and then he says, I pray that you would know the love of Christ. And you're probably like, brother, that's a big old prayer, right? But look what Paul says about that. He's like, I know what I'm telling you, I'm praying for you about. I know that's a big old thing. But you don't understand about my God. Look what he says in the 20th verse. He says, now unto him. <laughs> you got to understand who I'm praying to. Now unto him. Oh, I love this about God. Now unto him that is able. <laughs> Ooh. Y'all know that is what our belief system is based upon? Now to him that is able. And I'm not picking on people who use these words. I just, I'm picking on people who invented these words, okay? Okay? Sometimes preachers use these words because other people in the congregation came from other orders and they've heard them and they got it, whatever. Why in the world do we got to make things complicated? The omnipotence of God. Y'all know what that means? He's able. Y'all know what omnipotence means? It means the all-powerfulness of God. It means God has all power. Why don't we just say that? Omnipotence ain't in the Bible. But I'm going to tell you what it is. He is able. I'm going to tell you, I want you to know the power of God. Y'all know what makes us go to heaven one day? The power of God. 
bodies one day. The power of God. I'm going to tell you. Y'all know how all those animals got on that ark? The power of God. I'm going to tell you. I, I remember it because I wasn't raised up in the Bible. I wasn't taught the Bible. And I remember coming to church and, and starting to read my Bible. I didn't start reading when I was 21. And I was like, I, I remember Brother Terry thinking at it from a natural perspective. Like, now how, how did all those animals get on that one boat? Let me tell y'all something. If God wants me in this cup of water, guess what? I'm in it. And God is so powerful, I can be in this cup of water going, man, it's deep in here. And y'all can be in it with me. I'll be like, hey, Brother Chris, why you over there? That's the God that is able. Do you believe that about God? I really believe that about God. You know, I, I remember about reading about the feeding of the multitude. I'm like, how did five loaves and two fishes? God is able. Amen. You know, I remember Brother Tim reading it and like, five loaves, two fishes, 5,000 people. Oh, like them big subways that we do for Super Bowls. <laughs> they, were, they were as long as the church pews. You know, everybody got a little bit. But no. You know what I'm glad the Bible said? A young lad. The five loaves and two fishes, they were small enough for a boy to carry. A boy carried enough for 5,000 people to be fed. It wasn't about the bread. It wasn't about the fish. It's about God is able. God is able. You know, I just picked up Brother Tim's water. God is able to keep me from getting sick. So, uh, <laughs> go me over to uh, the book of Daniel real quick. Let me finish that verse real quick. Y'all, y'all, y'all please pray for us. I, I, I was praying about this this morning. Is You know, some... I, don't, I struggle sometimes what to bring for the Lord and, I, and or for God's people and ultimately for the Lord. And I was praying, Lord, please just show me. Please show me, show me, show me. And a couple of subjects came on my mind. I'm like, oh, I'll preach on them a few times. And it's like, it don't matter. I'm trying to bring the best for y'all, amen? I'm trying to bring the best for y'all. <laughs> please pray for us that, that I bring my best, that the Lord bless us to bring our best to the power of God. And the 20th verse, look what it says. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Man, that's how great God is. God is able. God has the power. It doesn't, y'all know how fantabulous <laughs> that would be? If it said that God is able to do what Brother Danny asks and thinks, because I ask a lot and I think a lot. But that's not what it says. It says God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask and all that we think. I'm going to tell you, not that just above that you ask, but above that, whatever 
sovereignty of God. And the reason I preach it like I do with a little sarcasm sometimes, it's not because I'm trying to make people look dumb or anything like that. I'm just trying to elevate the power of God. And I want us to see the fallacy in man's logic. Whenever I believe salvation by grace, it freed me up like nothing has ever done in my life. You can ask Brother Jerry, when I first came to the church, I wasn't this loud. But I'm going to tell you, God gave me something to be loud about. Go me over to Daniel 4 real quick. Or Daniel 2. Over in Daniel 2, we're going to start out 26. But Daniel's in a bad way. Daniel is in captivity. He's a stranger in a strange land. He's a servant to an ungodly king. And now, and, and he's classified with a group of people that's called wise men and soothsayers and astrologers and musicians. Now, he wasn't one of those, but he was a wise man. And it's because God was in him, and God had given him a great gift of wisdom. And because he was classified with these other men, these other men couldn't give this king the answer that he wanted about his dream. And because these other men couldn't do it, the king, of Net king Nebuchadnezzar says, I'm going to kill them all. If they're supposed to be my wise men, if they're supposed to be the ones to tell me stuff I don't know and they can't tell me stuff I don't know, what's the point of me having them? And then so Daniel, Daniel finds out about this and he goes to the king and he's like, king, give me a little bit. Just give me a space. And the king granted it to him. And y'all know what Daniel did? He went home to his brethren and you know what they did? They prayed to God. I'm going to tell you, if you are in a bad way, if you feel like there is no way out, that you don't know what you are supposed to do, if you feel like your marriage is ending, if you feel like your life is ending, if you feel like a relationship, if you feel like your church, something is going on, and you, and, and, and you feel like it's ending, I don't know your situation, but if you ever feel to be in despair, you go to God. But don't wait till you get there. Amen? And they went to God. And God gave Daniel the revelation of the dream. And y'all know what Daniel did? You think he just rose up and went to the king? He thanked God. I'm going to tell you, if we pray for something and God gives it to us, y'all know what we need to do? We need to thank God about it. There's probably some people that are tired of me bragging on my wife. But I want to tell you, there's been me and old Baptists all over the country praying the Lord have mercy on me and give me a wife. So I'm going to brag on my wife. And I'm going to thank God for her. Because she's been such a blessing to me. I want to tell you, there are times, and, and, and some of y'all may not know that, I used to travel 50-something thousand miles a year just going to meetings just to supplement feeling lonely and being with my God. You understand? I mean, the church of God was my family. It still is. 
And I didn't have a wife. And, 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 and it just drew me closer to my God and to his church. And, and so there ain't nothing about me that's shy about driving to go to a meeting. But the Lord gave me a wife that even whenever I'm like, hey, let's not go this weekend. She's like, oh, it's only three hours. Let's go. You know, he gave me exactly what I was looking for. And I thank God for that. I thank God gives you something thank him for. Whenever the Lord gave Daniel the revelation of this dream, Daniel thanked God. And then he goes to the king. Let me make sure all my clocks line up here. Okay. And let's go with me to Daniel 2 and 26. When Daniel goes to the king, the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king had demanded, cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers, shew unto the king, but there is a God in heaven. Oh, I love that. The king says, art thou able? And you know what Daniel said? No, Daniel was one of the wise men. Daniel said the wise men can't do this. But you know who can? There is a God in heaven. Brothers and sisters, whenever we need something, whether it's just the presence of the Lord, there is a God in heaven. Whenever you feel to be lonely and you don't have a friend, there is a friend that's sticking closer than a brother, and he is the God in heaven. And I'm going to tell you what, he, he, he tells Nebuchadnezzar, way more than what he was expecting. And at the end of Daniel revealing this dream to Nebuchadnezzar, y'all remember what our text is? Not that just God is able, but he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Y'all know what Daniel asked of God? Lord, show us this dream so we don't die. Y'all know what God gave to Daniel? He gave him the dream. They didn't die. But you know what else he gave to Daniel? Exceeding abundantly above what Daniel asked or thought to ask from God. Look what Daniel received from God. They were slaves. They were captives in this foreign land and they were about to die. Look where this biblical account ends. In the 40 and halfway through the 45th verse of uh, Daniel chapter 2, it says the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass. This is what Daniel is saying to the king. The great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter? And the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. Then Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face, 
and worshiped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him, the king answered unto Daniel and said of a truth, it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings. You know what? I love it when people ask me about my God at work and they agree with me. I love it, especially whenever they start out not agreeing and the Lord blesses them to see. I love it. But here, this man that was his king, this man that was about to kill him, now is saying, your God is the God. That's a cool thing. I mean, you're about to kill me, and now you're saying, yeah, you got it. And a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldest reveal this secret. Look at this. Then the king, I'm, I'm, I, if I was Daniel, I would have never thought this was going to happen. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and the chief of the governors over, over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king, and he sat Shadrach, Meshach, a friend of mine, he said, I always thought the preacher was saying in Billy Goat, but Abednego, over the affairs of the provinces of Babylon, but Daniel was in the gate of the king. Brothers and sisters, do y'all realize what just happened? This man was about to be murdered. This man was a slave. This man was a captain. I mean, a captive. And now he is second in command over the land of Babylon. God is amazing. Have you ever had a need and you went to God just wanting that need filled and he did exceeding abundantly above? I'm going to tell you, there was a man named Zacchaeus over in Luke chapter 19. He just wanted to see Jesus, and guess what? Jesus looked at him and said, Zacchaeus. I'm going to tell you, he wanted to see Jesus, and Jesus saw him. I'm going to tell you, he came to a place, the crowd was too big, he was a short fella, and he said, how am I going to see Jesus in the crowd? I can't look over. He said, I'm going to climb this tree. What is in your way from seeing Jesus? Do you want to see Jesus? Do you want to see what's getting in your way? Is it the television? Is it the YouTube? Is it the Facebook? Is it being too busy in this life? I'm going to tell you, rise up above! Rise above! And y'all know what Jesus did? He came into his house. Hallelujah! He just wanted to see him. And he got to sit down to eat and talk. God of glory. There was a woman that had an issue of blood. Mark 5 and 25. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. There was a woman with an issue. We got any people in here with issues tonight or this morning? There was a woman with an issue. And when she heard of Jesus, she went to him. She heard that he was a healer. He heard, she heard he was with the sick. What have you heard about Jesus? Do you need rest? 
Have you heard the needs you rest? You go on to them, brothers and sisters. Have you heard, do you remember in John 15, where he said, I spoke these things unto you, that your joy may be full? I'm going to tell you what, I don't want a half tank of joy, I want a full tank. I'm going to tell you, let us listen to the words of Jesus Christ, so our joy may be full. Have you heard that about Jesus? That he gives you full joy? That he gives you rest? That he gives you peace? That he gives you comfort? If you've heard that, you need to seek that. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, she heard about Jesus, that he was a healer. And I'm going to tell you, she believed he was able. You know what she said to herself? If I just touch this garment. Everybody else thought, everybody else thought they had to actually touch him and grab him and throne him. But she said, all i got to touch is his clothes. I'm going to tell you, I want to be like that centurion that says, I ain't got to bring my servant to you. Jesus, all you've got to do is say the word. And I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, you don't have to come to church if you're in a bad way. I'm not saying you have to come to church. I'm talking about you ain't got to come to church to pray. You can pray wherever you are. You come to church. Don't get me wrong. You come to church. This is the joy of the whole earth. This is Mount Zion. I'm going to tell you, we, there's people out there wondering why they ain't got joy. And they ain't coming to church. It's the joy of the whole earth. Anyway, <laughs> she heard about Jesus. And she said, I just want to touch him. And when she touched him, he turned around and he talked to her. And he praised her, if you will. He blessed her. He encouraged her. Brothers and sisters, you come on and you just touch him. You never know what you might get. You know why? He's able to do exceeding abundantly all that we ask or think. I'm going to tell you, I've never given more to Jesus than what he's given back to me. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Y'all know what the reward is? It ain't a swimming pool. It ain't a Ferrari. It's the very presence of God Almighty. And that's what every child of God should be seeking. I want to tell you why, because he's our husband. And I remember whenever I first got married to Lydia, it was, uh, we, we got married March 17, 2020, the day before the world shut down. We were supposed to get married at Bethel, where Brother Tim's dad pastors. And, and I was working a lot of shifts because uh, it was COVID, and I'm a nurse, and we had nurses quitting and having nervous breakdowns because all the people they were seeing passing away. It was bad. So I was working a lot. And whenever I'd get home, I was exhausted. But Lydia, she was a new newlywed. She just wanted to see me. She just wanted to talk to me. She just wanted to be around me. And I'd come home and I didn't want to say nothing to nobody, including my bride. I, I love her. But I was just tired. I've been talking to family members all day long because they can't come see their come see their family because of COVID and all this. And you know, and and and, and so I sit down and my beautiful bride's like, well how's your day? You know, and, and tell me everything. And just let me get so close to you. And I'm like, baby, I've probably been contaminated. And can you get away from me? <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm her husband. She's my wife. She want to be near her husband. Brothers and sisters, the greatest place that a child of God can ever be is near their husband. Amen. I love that song. I am not Closer to my Lord. Let me go one more place. I'm, 
it, it, there's so many places, but if, if Brother Mike goes to 1237, y'all blame that on me. I, 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 I just want to give y'all the best. I, I, I want y'all to go away with this. Go me over to John 11. Look what it says here. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and Martha, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord's anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, I, I, I went through all, I, what I want to look at is the third verse, but I got to get to the fifth because it just makes a beautiful doctrinal point. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. If Jesus loves everybody, why is that verse in the Bible? You understand what I'm saying? If Jesus loves everybody, why does the Bible have to say, now Jesus loved these three people? Because he loved them. He doesn't love everybody. Y'all know who's going to be in heaven? Everybody that Jesus loves. But brothers and sisters, look at this real quick. Third verse. And I'm going to close my Bible. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, they sent unto Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. That is one of the most beautiful prayers in the Bible. Like prayers. They were sending to Jesus for help. That is what a prayer is. And y'all know how they did it? I'm going to tell you, I get very selfish and self-centered with my prayers for my loved ones sometimes. I'm like, Lord, please be with my mama. Lord, please be with my daddy. Lord, please be with my wife. They didn't say, Lord, please be with our brother. You know what they said? They said, Lord, he whom thou Lois is sick. Is your mama sick? Is your sister in a bad marriage? Is somebody you know being mistreated? Is a little child of God in a way that you don't want them to be in? Whenever you pray for them, you go, Lord, he or she whom thou lovest is sick. He or she who thou hast loved before the earth existed is in a bad way. Lord, this one that you died for on the cross that you love more than I could ever love. Lord, that is you. Is that not beautiful? I'm okay. They said to the Lord for that brother to be healed. And then he died. Have you ever prayed for something and it didn't happen the way you wanted it to? And even when the Lord got there, they said, Lord, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. They, they didn't understand. Lord, we said to you, why didn't you get here sooner? I'm going to tell you, whenever they prayed to God, they prayed to see a man healed. But you know what they got that day? They got to see exceeding abundantly above. Amen. They got to see the Lord come to a grave where a man was stinking because he had been dead for four days. 
And he said, come forth. And that dead man came forth. Brothers and sisters, that's the God that I believe in. You've got to believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Brothers and sisters, whenever he tells us to love one another, there are powerful things that happen whenever we love one another. Whenever he tells us not to envy and not to talk about one another, there are powerful things that happen whenever we act like God tells us to do. And he is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Praise Jesus. Love you. Please pray for this dear brother.